SeatGeek. I think baseball games can be a great first date. I mean, like, why not, right? Who made up this rule? There's nothing more romantic than two people sharing their passion, especially if you have great seats. Because then you can make it to the kiss cam, and if you make it and he kisses you on the kiss cam, and then, you know, it's real. It's the real deal. Like ring stuff, wedding stuff. Get your seat tickets to sports, concerts, and live events. Seat Geek. Get your seat in a seat. Use promo code BronxMachachos and save $20 off your first purchase. Did he go? Yes, he did. More Yankee history. As Garrett Cole now passes Ron Guidry for the most strikeouts in a single season in Yankee history. 249 passing number 49, Ron Guidry. Stacey Gotsoulias, host of Locked on Yankees, and you're listening to the Bronx Muchachos. Yo, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the newest edition of the Bronx Muchachos podcast. My name is Mark, and tonight we got the boys with us. We got Danny. Yurt, what's good, everybody? We got Alex. Hello. And unfortunately, Dave is going through a little bit of technical difficulties, but he will be with us as well. So everyone knows by now, guys know the drill, rate, subscribe, review, like, hit us up, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Odyssey, the, you know the gamut, you know the places, you know where to be. If you guys are watching this right now, hit us up, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit us up in the chats. Um, and of course, we're coming up to, we're getting close, we're a month away from thanks from uh, um, Halloween, I can't even speak anymore this early on, but... Uh, you know, everybody shops on Amazon, right? Amazon, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. But we got some we got some news for you. Recently, we became members of the Amazon affiliate program that have our own dedicated link for all your Amazon shopping needs. With holidays around the corner, get your prime deals, Amazon products, and everything else you need with ease of online shopping. All you have to do is follow the link uh, that we provide for you online or go to our link tree, link dot. T, link tr.ee backslash real Bronx Machachos. Um, and it'll give you all the details, anything we got going on there. So, boys, we are truly 100% officially out of the playoffs. Sad sight to see, but we are not a, we're, we will not be under 500 this year. So, it's kind of a double edged sword and a double pill, hard pill to swallow that we're not going to get. Uh, you're not going to get better, better. You're not going to get more money in the international pool. You're not going to get more money in the um, for the draft. You're not going to get a high draft pick as well. But you know, you kind of you kind of hang your hat on the fact that hey, we are not. A, we haven't been below 500 since what, 1992. I think it was the last time the Yankees were below 500. Um, but either which way, we all know that this was a abysmal season and a quite unacceptable season. So I'm going to, so 
we're gonna bring it around the horn. We're gonna talk about what made what each one of us thought was the the reason why the season turned out to be it was. So, Danny, I'm gonna swing it over to you. I'm gonna let you run them with the, run with the first with this at first. Why did the season turn out the way it turned out? Like there's there's got to be reasons behind it all. What's your what's your pick? Yeah. So I think we're all going to be touching upon a lot of different things. May some things may overlap, but um, for me, when I look at this team and 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 I see like just overall mediocrity, um, when you got four players, <laughs> what above the one point war, and, and that's it. I'm gonna pull a list right here. Um, so I mean, I see Aaron Judge games right. Pull it all, uh, all the Yankees in four, four, right? Um, and there's a lot of negatives in there. I mean, that's from the young slack like Austin Wilson and Pereira and Peraza. This is the first crack at the big leagues. Uh, but supplemental guys that came in for Judge, they, they okay. <laughs> yes, I got muted there. Um, but these, you know, the, the supplemental dudes were terrible. Um, and, you know, lack of roster construction, player development being subpar. There, there, there's so many different things that you could attribute to that. Um, and, and the guys at the minor league level, the quadruple A guys just did not make an impact at all. Um, so when when your big time bat like Aaron Judge goes out for 54 games, you gotta gotta you, you have to tread water. Yankees were 19 and 23 in those 54 games, so <sighs> terrible. Um, in, in this league of power pitching, in this league of right dominant right-handed pitchers, um, the Yankees were were absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> like it's it's kind of embarrassing um, how, how the Yankees performed against power pitchers, like a 188 batting average, two, two, 284 on base, 356 slug, a good for a 641 OPS. Like the Yankees as a team were IKF against power pitching, right? And we're barely even average against finesse pitching, right? And you can see here what the finesse pitchers are, are uh, described as bottom third in the league and strikeouts plus walks. The power pitchers are the top third in the league in strikeouts plus walks. So guys that are there to punch you out, throwing 95 plus, like it's been well documented how this team just does not hit power pitching. It doesn't hit fastballs. And we see it right here. It's it's kind of embarrassing. Um, and I want to do a, a round table uh, on a, who, as to guess is who this team is right here. Versus power pitching, 126 games, uh, 66 homers, 246 batting average, 333 on base, a 460 slug, good for a 798 OPS. Um, Max Day first. Who do you think that team is? And it's, I'll give you a hint. It's not in the American League. Hmm. I'll put it back up. Ah, uh, not in the American League, huh? Right. Mm. San Diego? 
Nope. But they did get nominated for uh, a, a Teen Silver Slugger, so that's kind of cool. But uh, that is a good guess. But no, it is none other than the Atlanta Braves. Oh, wow. Like, 798 OPS, OPS against power pitching and an 889 OPS against pretty much <laughs> mediocre pitching. Like, if we want to get anywhere near to who we were back in the day, if we want to be back to Savages in the, in the box, like, we look at the Braves team. Obviously, they're having a historic year. Acuna, um, uh, what's that guy? The lefty, Matt Olsen. Um, <laughs> even Marcel Zuna's got 30 and 100, uh, almost 30 and 100. Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley. But there's diversity in that lineup, and that's something that we don't have, like, at all, whatsoever. So another kind of, like, roster construction, player development type of um, issue. And also analytics, like, our team is just so easy, so easy to pitch against. Just throw a right-hander out there. Oh, no, that's John Carlos. Sorry, hold on. And I'll talk about him a little bit later. You're, you're a boo boy. This, yeah. <laughs> this team against right-handed pitching, 221 batting average, 298 on base, 384 slug. Once again, we're barely IKF against right-handed pitching, and IKF is below average. That's so sad. Against, <laughs> against <laughs> I mean, pitching, straight up. That's ridiculous. Against left-handed pitching, we're, we're better. But it's obvious. We're, we're extremely right-handed. So, of course, we'd be better against left-handed pitching. But, man, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's just absolutely terrible. Um, right-handed starters, a 223 batting average. Like what? A three ninety two slug. It's 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 embarrassing, right? And when we look up and down this lineup, John Carlos Santos taking a huge step back. DJ LeMay, who's taking a huge step back, right? I, Rizzo gets an incomplete score uh, just because of concussion. But up and down this lineup, it's just nothing but regression. So. How do, how do we expect to be better when the players that we have are not getting better when the coaching staff that's in place to get these guys to the next level is not getting the job done? Like, it's just a, a fundamental collapse of just – it's just a collapse. We also are coming, though, last year, like in August, 29, well, 29 and 29 from August to September, like after that great start, that was fool's gold. Um I'm going to pull up Giancarlo's numbers. Oh, no, this is DJ's. Like, let's look at the last couple of years. 2020, great, right? All-star, MVP type of player. But since then, a 97 OPS plus, 110 OPS plus. And then this year, this year, a 94 OPS plus. Like, he's been below league average or right around league average for the past three years. And he's 35. He's going into his age 36 season. So Dan, hey, I got a, nice I got a, I got a question back, for you yeah. about that. Would you yeah. do you attribute any of that to the injuries that he has been having over those three seasons, or is it a true? Well, or do you think yeah. is it a true regression, or is it injury related? <laughs> I think it's both. I, I think I, they they correlate. I think they they go together. Due to the injuries, he's getting worse. His body is not able to do <laughs> what he did when he was three years ago. 
with the it's numbers I found, brother, it. you're going to see that. You're going to be, everyone's going to be seeing it too. Okay. Sorry. I just, I just doubled that one up. Uh, or did I? No, no, I did it double. Hold on. I, I'm bringing up Giancarlo's numbers. I mean, MVP, right? Right before we got him. And he's had some good years. He's had some bad years, but like 24 homers, uh, 199 batting average the past two years. Look at that 211, 199, barely a 300 on base, not even 300 this year, not even close. Last year's 297, this year's 275. You know, 87 on uh, OPS plus. This is by far John Collins' worst year. It's not even close. And it, it doesn't look like there's any rise in sight. Like, have you seen the last couple of bats he's had? He's, he's just been flailing. I feel like he's given up. And that's not a thing that, you know, we typically see from Giancarlo, but that bass has just been terrible. Um, so Aaron Judge needs protection. Rizzo's been out, like I said earlier. And when your two of your top veterans are not performing, that's going to la- have a lasting impact on, on this club. And, and we see it. That's why we're 500. Barely 500. About 500. Team. Barely. Yeah. True. A couple games. So no. uh, yeah. No, I think I think a lot of the things you're saying there is is hundred is on is on the money. Um the roster construction definitely is something that we have to, that has has to be part of it. But for me, the totality comes from from management of what of the epitome of what's gone wrong. Um Taking from Hal Steinbrenner, taking this season into consideration that, yeah, he he made the deal. He got Aaron Judge. He got got him at forty mil a year, but then turned around, turned right around, and then handcuffed the rest of the organization, saying you can't go ahead and make the rest of the moves. After he said, "Well, if we have, we will if we have to," but basically told Brian Cashman, "You can, you have to choose between a pitcher and a left fielder." You can't have both. You got to figure out what's going, what you, what, what can go on, and everybody who knows Brian Cashman knows he's going to pick a pitcher over a hitter. Pitching is always going to be is always going to be top priority. He got he got Rodon. Rodon had two has had two great years. Both of them are in their walk years for him. And guess what? He went he he landed back on the on the IL again this year. Um, Ben Hal turned around and said. He came out, he's coming. The trade deadline is another thing how turnaround did. We had it lined up that Yankees knew everybody in the Yankees organization knew they weren't that it was a lost season. They could have restocked the farm system, re gotten rid of a bunch of salary, got them under that threshold that Hal likes to stay underneath. How turnaround said no, worrying about the putting the fans in the stands and getting making sure that they sell out the stadium and getting as much money out of the fans as possible. Was more important than putting than having a productive baseball operations and putting more putting a better product on the field or put making a product better in the long term. He then turned around when the team still can still continued to struggle after vetoing all the deals Cashman had in place. He then turned around and vetoed everything else, saying vetoed his own moves and said, "Okay, now it's time to bring the kids up," and did that and said, "We're gonna we're gonna play these guys." Finally, after. Months of everyone saying they should have at least gotten gotten some of those kids up here. So Hal is having his own version of schizophrenia where he can't figure out what he wants to do. And going forward, 
I see that that's going to be an issue for the Yankees that he's going to be too indecisive or not want to make any, any major decisions going forward. Um, you take that, then you add Brian Cashman into, into the mix. Everyone, everyone in the in baseball loves Brian Cashman. We're going to, we're not going to go down that road. Just take everything he did in the past couple of years. All the deals last year, everyone, everyone's gotten mad at Brian Cashman for not making deals. He went ahead and made a ton of deals last year. They didn't pan out. It happens, but they lost a lot of lost a lot of a uh, lot of lot of not a lot of chips that could have been used this year, and a lot of bad a lot of bad calls were made, and a lot of bad uh, information was given to him. A lot of bad thoughts and and trades have been had over the years, and a lot of them I truly believe or lie solely at he get t- takes the blame but his right hand man Mr. Mike Fishman and that analytics department which needs to go needs to be revamped needs to be kicked out and this whole third party that Hal's bringing in should he Hal should have seen this ahead of time and a third party is going to have to come in there and tell tell them that they can't read whatever data they're doing they're reading them wrong it's not coming in it's not what the rest not even close to what the rest of the league is doing and it's completely and utterly outdated and mike fishman should be thrown to the thrown to the wolves he should be kicked out because he's bringing in he's bringing in the wrong type of players he's bringing in joey gallows he's bringing in josh donaldson's getting frankie montas's i mean frankie montas was injured it happens the entire time but i think uh, to, to be honest with you, I think that the Yankees knew that Montas was going to be lost for the season, which is why they went more for Rodon than they did for a left fielder. If you if you want now playing the playing the uh, playing the results now, that's what I really truly feel is that they they knew what was going they knew everything behind the scenes and they need they knew they needed pitching more than they and figure out left field. Um, so that takes care of all the upper management, um, the roster cons- construction. Like Danny said, is a bit you know. Too right-handed, too unathletic, too many problems, too old. They went from being a young team five years ago to being an old, old team now. And yeah, and you're right, Danny. Putting up, putting up, you're putting up the war stats right there. I mean, it's abysmal. It's tr- it truly is abysmal. And I think, and it's just, it's I I can't understand some of the things they do. I don't understand why they're putting, you know, why Hal's putting the. Um, the business ahead of the baseball operations. I think that they made a lot of silly and stupid moves, putting make trying to make more money and diving in that way. Um, we're going to have, I, I know Danny and I are going to be getting into it. Not this episode, but some episodes down of, during this off season where we're really going to dive into the whole Peraza versus Volpe con, construction and the debate, because it's, it's a real debate now that, I personally believe that coming to spring training, that Anthony Volpe, where 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 he should be, he should be on the team, but he should not be locked into shortstop. I think that there should be a healthy, true competition for that position at, during spring training, and the best man win. Um, but but that said, uh, exactly, <laughs> we, <laughs> exactly, we might <laughs> we might throw down. Sorry, guys, I couldn't help it. I I had to. I, I, I couldn't resist. You walked right into it, bro. It's a, it's a, it's a true statement. I think that might be a true statement down that, down that road. Yeah, we talk about these guys for sure. Huh? It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch for sure. 
it's gonna be fun to talk about. And then yeah, and but and then the final part of the management portion of this whole thing falls on on Aaron Boone as well. He's not he's he's given this lineup, but what he does with the lineup is still mind boggling because uh, and I've, I've said it before. Danny and I talked about this earlier. Um, Aaron Boone gets you know kids that come are coming up. Aaron Boone doesn't play them. He gets a, some you know we had Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks went on a went three for four in a game or two for three in a game. The next day and then he's sitting for the next three days. IKF does well. He sits for the next couple of days. There's no consistency. There's no he doesn't know how to ride the hot hand. And I don't. And these are as a manager that he's been now what. Six years, you know, six years or so, six, seven years, something like that. I think he's in this what yep. seventh year. Yeah, uh, these are something. This 2018, is 2018, six, six years. So by this time, I think it, he has a manager and and from a baseball family should know should have this in his back pocket that hey, someone if someone's hot, let him ride the hot hand until he's not hot anymore. Then you then sit him, but don't just sit him. Oh, he had a great game. We're just going to sit him because, you know. The nerds upstairs came down and said, "Well, we really believe in this in this lineup here. He sh- if he ha- he has the final say. If the lineup card is in his in his hand and he makes the lineup card, that should be he should be the one sitting there going, he's 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 riding hot. We're riding this one. We're riding this one till the till the wheels fall off. And I think he just doesn't have that thing about him. And forget the rest of the roster. I understand that you know he's he was got he had a lot of lemons in the in the in the roster, but." When when someone when this lemon is turning into lemonade, you got to keep it going until it turns sour. And a lot of times he pulls the plug way too fast on that. So I think that I think it's it's a perfect storm of not just this year, but from from the previous couple of years where things things were hidden were covered up by other by other players. Aaron Judge covering things up, Garrett Cole, Anthony Rizzo coming in and doing well during those during those time frames before he would before his injuries would come in, but. Overall, I think that from how on down we there has to be a um, a fix and it has to be something done uh, overall to change. So, and the and the leadership needs to do that. I know, Danny, you you were going to chime in for something, jump in, bud. Yeah. So uh, everyone knows how much of a Aaron Boone proponent I am, but I I, I agree with Mark that we need to reevaluate. The hot hand, like he doesn't believe in hot, but obviously when a team is just as bad as we are or has been, like we don't have that luxury of not believing in hot. I, you know, if a guy like IKF or whomever is playing well, like keep 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 going, keep going back to him. You know, like he's not gonna be hot the entire year. He's not gonna be, you know, he's just gonna be average. <laughs> if he could be average for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> if he's going to be average for a little bit or a little, above average for a couple games, like, hey, write that on hand. If, if he goes 0 for 4, 0 for 8, 0 for 12, all right, time to, time to get him out of there. Give him a breather. But um, we just don't have the roster to to not believe in hot. If we're better, sure. Sure. Let the, let the, let the averages play out. But we don't have it. Period. Bottom line. You know, it's just what it is. When did paying for airfare become so unfair? At Southwest, we do things differently. So differently, we invented a word for it. Transparency. 
Transparency means we don't dream up ways we can trick you into paying more. It means respect. Because we don't just fly you. We like you. Need points for that special vacation this year? Visit the Southwest Rapid Rewards link on our link tree and make a purchase of Southwest Rapid Rewards points today. Oh, did we lose more? Oh, no. No, you're right. Yeah, you know, you're right. No, they, they, have to, they have to play the high. And really, as of right now, there should only be four. Well, they're going to put four people inked into the lineup every day. And unfortunately, one of them is John Carlos Stanton. And even though with the numbers you showed, um, it's going to be Stanton. It's going to be Judge. It's going to be Rizzo. And honestly, as of right now, it's Glaber Torres. Those are the four people that you can. And I'm a big proponent of, of trading Glaber this offseason to get a low to to help facilitate and fix a lot of the roster issues that you have. Um, but you have to, those four guys will, are going to be, are going to be penned into the lineup. And then the next five are going to be fill. You can, you could be interchangeable at some point. They could be, I mean, your catcher, you're not going to have, you you know, hopefully Austin Wells becomes your everyday catcher, at least catch majority of the games. Hopefully, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, Dominguez comes back from the surgery in the during the summertime and comes back well. I don't this year. I honestly don't care how for this next season. I don't care as long as he comes. I don't care what his numbers are as long as he comes back healthy. Um, I would love to see mm-hmm. the like I said the competition for shortstop with between Volpe and Peraza. If Torres kind of if Torres gets traded, then you kind of open up a real good spot where you can move a Volpe over to second base with his. With, for the for reasons of the arm, and like I said, Danny and I are going to get into that few few episodes down the way. So we're not going to. I won't go down that road. But you still have to figure out left field. Still got to figure out third base as well. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, where the big problems go, we're coming around the corner. Uh, they were kind of there, and then Dave, why don't you uh, jump in and continue on with what you think is going on? <laughs> I'll tell you right now what was going on. Player personnel all season long was not right. There was no reason why Josh Donaldson should have hung around as long as he has had. Aaron Hicks should have been cut loose sooner than later, although he did have a good spring training, so they were hinging on that translating into the regular season. And honestly, I can't even wrap my head around why Jake Bowers and Billy McKinney were the first go-tos over Esteban Floreal or hell, even when Aaron Judge went down. Brian Cashman should have been picking up the phone and calling the Cubs about Cody Bellinger the next day, the minute they knew Judge was going to be out for any extended period of time. And now you're in a situation where, um, you know, and it all ties into the medical staff not listening. I mean, granted, Jason Dominguez probably would have blown his UCL in the minor leagues just as easily as the majors. I, I think that injury was coming no matter how you slice and dice it. But, and I don't want to step on Alex's toes with this, but it goes to player management, player personnel. Like when a guy comes and tells you, hey, my elbow's jacked up, it doesn't feel right, you don't tell him to go out there and keep playing. You that, that That's just bad. Like, I don't know what level is that acceptable you know and 
the, these kids should have been up sooner rather than later. Esteban Floreal should have been here before Billy McKinney, before Jake Bowers. These guys have been in the majors before. They're quad A players. They're players you sign for depth. They shouldn't have been the first option that they went to. And then, you know, talking about Donaldson, I was looking at his numbers um, just the other day. He's only played 159 games in the Yankees, 165 games in a Yankees uniform since the day they got him. Like, that's just trash. He spent more time on the IL than he did on the field. And they just kept running him out there when he got back. Why? You got Peraza, who's more than capable of playing third base. They should have given Peraza that job in June and sent Josh Donaldson and his $27 million or however much he's making this year, packing immediately. There was no reason why this should have kept going on. And I'm not saying Josh Donaldson and Aaron Hicks is the reason why this season went kaput. This team just turtled when their captain went down. And that's, you know, I hate to use the word unacceptable, but it, that is unacceptable. Look at the Angels. The Angels kept plugging along when they lost Mike Trout. I mean, they almost made the playoffs had it not been for Otani getting injured. And, you know, the whole Giolito experiment that just went down the tubes. And a whole bunch of other things that happened. But you see other teams, you know, dig deep and excel when their star players go down. There's no reason why we couldn't have done the same thing. There's more than enough talent on this team to do it with. And, you know, and that's kind of where it went wrong. I mean, guys would come back two days later, get injured, be out twice as long with a different injury. It was just a revolving door that just never stopped. First it was Rodon, then it was Canely coming out of spring training. Then you had Judge go down. You had Nestor with his arm problems um, and everything else. This has just got to stop. And the very fact that Hal has to spend money to bring in an outside organization to tell them, where they've gone wrong with trades in the last 10 years, where they've gone wrong with scouting and development, where they've gone wrong in the draft. This is what your president of baseball operations gets paid to do. Plain and simple. You shouldn't need to. You're the New York Yankees. You have every financial asset at your disposal, and you've got to bring in an outside company to tell you what you should already know. Well, that's because the, the Get president. Real. Uh, the, the, but the president of the Yankees is. is the president of the Yankees is Randy Levine, and you, he doesn't yeah, do so anything baseball-related. Okay, then but he you're saying go. that's what the, that's what the president does. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, saying I'm that's not, what he. <laughs> I'm I'm with you. Is what I'm I'm trying to say. I'm trying. The the I was trying to say, I was trying to make sure that people that the way the crumbs were being laid out, you're laying them out to to Cashman. Cashman's not the president. It's Randy. No, Levine's I know the president. Yeah. yeah, Randy Levine's the Randy Levine, and I didn't mention him before, but he's another problem. Because he's a holdover from George Steinbrenner, and all the re- reason why Ray and Levine's on this team still is because he was the lawyer that helped George Steinbrenner yeah. stop his he, being banished from baseball. And he does absolutely nothing. This is what that man should Except, be. be no, like, well, he do, yeah, no, what he does is well, what he does is he pisses off the Yankees, their Yankee players during arbitration. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother ball of wax. But that's where I'm at with this season, you know. There, there are so many things that should have been done sooner rather than later. Um, I mean, it's just aggravating. It's depressing. It's depressing that it's gotten to this point since, you know, 
after winning the World Series in 09, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse every single year thereafter. And I thought 2016 was bad. This is way worse. This makes last year look like a success by comparison. And it, 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 it's ridiculous. And it needs to stop. I mean, numbers-wise, last year was a success compared to this season. It's, but it's like I try. Uh, I want to look forward to next year, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Dominguez just had Tommy John surgery. Well, Never mind. Well, <laughs> yes, he did have Tommy John surgery. I'm not going to disagree with you, but there is, depending on how this outside source that was ridiculous that they needed to even do an outside source to go to this, actually does the job. I mean, there's a possibility things could work out right, but it all depends. And if this outside source figures out what the problem is, like I went easy when I found out we were talking about this week. And I was like, you know what? I told you guys, I was like, I'm going to look at medical staff, see what's wrong with us medically. And I just did a quick Google search. It was the easiest thing in the world. I was like, metal injuries, baseball injuries, Boom, Fangrass gave me this to me. Past four years, it was beautiful. The guys, guys, you guys, get on mute. Come on, this, this is a discussion. This is, this is, this is not church. Everyone, stay unmuted. Come on, come on, guys. I want you all in this. Yay! Discussion. All right, I want you this. So I'm gonna put up. If you guys are watching on YouTube, I'm actually gonna share my screen. Imagine all right. that. Yeah, I know. Okay. So let's see. All right, let's get this one. Okay, hopefully it's sharing. There we go. So this is the Yankees 2020 injuries. I'm I'm not gonna really go through a oh my gosh, let's really look through it, look through it right now because you could just Google this guys, but like I'm gonna do a scroll down and let's not worry about this area right here because it's COVID. So it's COVID. I'm gonna give that as an excuse. But right here, this is all of it. So we have 18 oblique injuries this season. And this is a shortened season, everybody. This was a shortened season. Okay, so let's go right here. 18 obliques. All right, we got two Tommy Johns, and we had three hammies that season. We could go to 2021, and it comes out just two Tommy John surgeries that happened that season. I'm like, I'm not even caring who's the names. I'm just seeing what ha- what was the injuries. Hamstrings. We have a total of six. Domino. We okay, COVID. That's a lot of this is COVID, insane. so no one's caring about COVID. Domino. I'm let, let me <laughs> zoom out a little bit so we could get all of Domino in there. Sounds that, like these guys need to start doing some sit-ups or something. Was, man. That was what's going on right there. Okay. That is a total of 49. 49. Rotator cuffs. Okay, we had five. All right, cool. It is what it is. All right, let's look at twenty. Bro, like do some setups or something, man. Do some yoga. I'm not dis- I'm not core. disagreeing with you. <laughs> I'm showing you guys the numbers. All right. No, I know. Twenty twenty three. Tommy John. Three. You said this wasn't right. church, so I'm not being quiet. I know. Abdominal. Here we go. I don't got to sque- <laughs> put the screen out all the way. Okay, we're at thirty four. All right, rotator cuff. Uh, nine. God. Now, here we go to this season, guys. This season, the best season. Here's a name I will bring up from the Tommy John surgery. We have four Tommy Johns, but look, first non-pitcher. 
Jason yeah. Dominguez. Uh, these four seasons I brought up, this is the first non-pitcher. All right. Now we got hammies. All right, hammies. We got six hammies. We had for our good old obliques. We had it done back in 2018, though. We, for obliques, we got 39. And for rotator cuss, we have seven. That's just wow. that. All right. My let God. me go back to screen sharing. Yo, hold on. Sorry. Dave, what it's like for Dave, Dave, when Glaber had it done, it was on his non throwing elbow. That's I know. He was, I know, he was, but he was, I'm, he was I'm sliding, still saying he was sliding he... into home plate head first. And he's no, I know, but fell still. on his arm. So now I'm going to bring up another thing that I brought up. Just all right. So done, this done, is done. the team that we hate. We all hate this team. It's the yes. Houston Astros. Let's be real. I'm not going to go through numbers of like the numbers like that because it's a lot easier for them. 2020. I'm just going to do the scroll down. This was a total of from this whole nut list. That's a total of 40 people that had in the injury list for us in this same season. This is the shortened season. Okay, gentlemen, we had 29. So shortened season 29 to their 40 in 2021. This is a funny one. Oh, I remember 2020. They did make it. Didn't they? I believe correctly. They just lost it, though. They lost the Rays. Yeah, so in 2019, here we go. Series, now, 2020, they lost the Rays. Yeah, yeah. yeah 2020, they lost. Exactly. And now we have 2021. Here's this list. They Look at that them. one. Oh, that them. is horrible. That is horrible. That's 73 people they had in the injury list compared to us. That same season, we had, oh, never mind. We had 80. Uh, well, that team still won a World Series twice. Okay. okay. But that <laughs> was 2021. They didn't win. Did... Now 2022. They didn't win shit. They didn't win. We all they, know. No, they, they didn't win. win. No, they, they didn't win. But they, they, still, the they were still, but they were, but they were still yeah, they in lost, there. They, they beat lost us. the Braves. They still yeah, they, 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 they beat us. They beat us, and they were still in it. That's the point I'm trying to make in here. Yeah, 2022. All right, they had a total. This is going to be beautiful. Boom! That is the total for them, and their total was 30. You guys saw the numbers I already showed you. Guys, take a guess for 2022. What was ours? 50. Oh, gotta be in the 80s. No. For 2022, uh, you were right. I didn't Actually, know there was a right. test. 56. It's 56. It was 56. 56 people. All right. Compared to theirs, which they won the World Series, let's be real, to compare to their 30. All right. But we made it to the playoffs. Good job. Kudos on, on the team. 2023, this season. This one. When I saw this, I was like, what in God's green earth? That's all. So we That's had whole less list. injuries. That's their whole list. Injuries. They had so exactly. They had 25 to our 66 this season. 66. So let's be real. What has the Astros done that we haven't done? Got uh, younger. They have gotten younger. Okay. We have it. We have old bottles. Let's be real. We got fossils out there playing that, yes, they are rich. They are all-stars. They are. They know what they're doing. 
But the Houston Astros, they're winning right now, and they're doing what they're doing. And what are they doing? They are getting less players. They are getting younger players that are less prone to injuries come into us. That's like, well, come on, John Carlos. Let's see what you got for us. Oh, that's right. You can't even run. Let's be real. Actually, guys. he was doing all right yesterday. He was running pretty well yesterday. Oh, yeah, when it doesn't count. That's nice. I, 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 I Let's be real. I get it. I'm just trying to find a positive. You know, you guys are telling me I'm negative all the time. No, 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 no. no. Today is negative day. There is no positivity that we're going to bring out for this team. Okay, this is this is right now. We are legitimately bring out all the gripes. Okay, Matt, team management. Um, We got injuries. We got not knowing when to do a trade. They don't know from the top to the bottom. They are horrible. I'm not going to put it on the players. I'm going to put it on ownership and management. They don't know and medical staff. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. It's we shouldn't be getting Doctor House out there to be like, yeah, you should do this, and you know that'll work for you. That's not gonna work. Get a real doctor. <laughs> so look at the Orioles. Look at what they've done in, in their youth movement. Since Addie's kind of gone youth movement, and they they've had a resurgence season. Uh, the Cubs, you know, uh, they you know they got Dansby Swanson, but they get, took a fire on Cody Bellinger, but a couple of guys, Nico Horner, Jamer Candelario, Mike um, Talkman, Seiya Suzuki, Talkman. Like, there, you can just see it around baseball where it's it's a young man's game. You know, look at the Dodgers. Like, <laughs> well, they're, they're lucky where they got Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, both in their prime, having two of the best off- offensive seasons ever. The Braves. Like, there's just so many teams where they're young, athletic, versatile teams. Mm-hmm. And then you look at You want to hear about your where... the Orioles right now? You want to hear the Orioles number? 38. 38 injuries. That's all they had. Young. Look at that. When you're young, you get injured less. Shocker. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm injured right now. I'm, I mean, I got back pain right now from just waking up this morning. That's what happens when you're hitting 40. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Woke up in the lying. morning and I had I had back pain and I did nothing. Okay, come on. I'm not a, and I'm not a base and I'm not a major league baseball player that's hitting close to 40 as well. I'm like, oh no, oh, oh, they got everything else hurting them. Let's be real. You, uh, you need to stop break dancing in your sleep, bro. <laughs> I just want to bring up this war again. Like, like There's this no war need to be is the just, dead horse. Like, I just want it's it's no, it's so no, bad. This is a dead horse. It's it so is. bad. Everything's bad though. Danny, it's it not going to so change no matter how much you look at it. It is. Hey, it is legit. Oh wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add to the bad. I'm gonna. I'm gonna add to the bad right now. Hold on. I'm gonna. I just added something here. This is. This is. We got a picture. This is today's game. This is. This is the the line from Rodon today. Are you for real right now? I even talk about pitching today. I just focused on the offense. Yeah, it was nine nothing. I was getting ready for the pod. Girl, what is wrong research. with this guy? What is the matter with him? It's ten, it's, it's, it's what the gave up. Ten, it's ten to Royals. It's the effing it's ten, Royals. Was ten to four. That was that was Rodon's line today. Well, what was his line? the Royals have been hot. Oh, that was his final line. Right the final line. I thought you were talking about his, like words. Yeah, I thought they're one of the point I'm trying to make is they're one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. They're terrible, hundred percent. But they've been playing better. Man, they they got, well, they're young, they're, young and they're, they're up and coming. They're up and coming, though. They, yeah. got, they got a lot of young talent. 
MJ Melendez, Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. yeah. I still like Nick. But I'm not probably, saying their players are terrible. I'm just saying they're one of the worst teams in major leagues. And you're going and your $26 million left-hander has given up eight runs and no innings. I, I, I mean, come on, come on, man. We we were all excited for, you know, a perfect game against the worst team in baseball, a.k.a. the Oakland A's. What else did we have to look forward to this year? At that and then, point, he's and then after that, that point, we, we find out there's fights going on in the locker room because of that same individual. What? Yeah. yeah. I think he's All right. Fighting. He fought on TV and he won. So, yeah. I mean. Did he? <laughs> it's a TV. It's a, the TV didn't really have a chance in it. I don't think he won. I don't think he won at all. He didn't win. His career is all right. (laughs) Well, I believe that is going to do it for us tonight. Um, So, everybody, thanks for watching. And um, if you have nothing to do on the night of October 19th, do us a favor. um, Check out the pink ball event down in Boca, uh, Julia's Garage pink ball event to help uh, combat breast cancer. All the info is on our link tree. Go check it out there. They're going to have uh, music, old classic cars, open bar, hors d'oeuvres. Um, and it helps champion a good cause. Uh, something that all of us here can get behind pretty much. We've all had someone in our life that's been affected by this nasty disease. And um, yeah, check out our link tree for our SeatGeek, Amazon link. Get your shopping through us on Amazon. And everything else is up there too. So. We will see you next week. For Alex, Mark, and Danny, David, Bronx, and Chachos, and we are signing off.